welcome to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Connecting you with experts and trendsetters who are leading innovation in law enforcement, private security, and personal protection. And now, your host, Adam Wills. Welcome to episode 17 of the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Now, this is going to be a different episode than what you guys are used to because today it's just me. Only me. No interview, no no one else on the mic, just me today. What I want to talk about is how to help you prosper in 2021. So the episode name for today is Seeking Clarity, How to Prosper in 2021. Actually, in fact, it's not even quite that simple. So there's going to be two halves of the show, as there usually is. And on the first half of the show, I'm going to talk to you about how I want to help you guys prosper in 2021 and seek clarity, okay? And then in the second half of the show, I'm going to ask you to help me seek some clarity on some things. So I hope you like the show and the format for this episode. So I guess let's just go ahead and get this thing started. All right, so here we are now 2021. Well, actually, it's a few weeks into 2021, and we've already dropped a couple episodes since the beginning of the year. I have to admit a little bit myself, a bit of a failing here, which is part of what caused me to do a solo episode, is that prior to the holidays and during the holidays, I kind of got a little bit lax in scheduling guests for the show. Obviously, Leading up to the holidays, I kind of went on the end of the year push to get some things done with my my own business and making sure that things were squared away and I wasn't leaving clients hanging at the end of the year. So that uh, required quite a bit of my intention and devotion and time. And then I actually took like a week and a half off around the holidays just to spend time with my family, which is not something that I've been used to being able to do in years past. Obviously, being in law enforcement for 15 years and being uh, at the whim of whatever I was scheduled for or in my last uh, several years being an administrator pretty much just meant I was on call 24-7 and uh, never knew what a day off was actually like. And so I kind of got used to just working around the holidays. And even since I left law enforcement a couple years ago and have been running my own business from home, I just, I think I got settled into that mode the last couple of years and still worked kind of right up until the holidays and in between and and around them. And this year I said, nope, or sorry, last year, I guess now I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I am going to take time off. I am in control of my own schedule. This is my life, my lifestyle. Nobody's telling me I have to work. And I'm just, I'm going to take time off and I'm going to shut everything off. And I am going to just spend time with my family, my wife, my kids, my extended family. And I'm going to just enjoy uh, life and the holidays and what that means. And so I did that and I came back to work on Monday, January 4th not only for my own business, but also with a focus on what was going on with this podcast. And I went, oh, shoot, (laughs) I've only got a couple of recordings here to use. And uh, now here I am today with this solo episode. But I'm really glad that uh, those circumstances forced me to do this solo episode because as I sat down and came up with the ideas of what I was going to talk about today and what it looked like, I I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm really looking forward to sharing with you guys some of my thoughts about 2020 and 2021 and just what the future holds and what things look like. With that, I guess, you know, I'll start with something that I am absolutely guaranteed that we can all agree on. And that is that 2020 sucked. Well, I shouldn't say it sucked. 
there was a lot of ways in actually, as I look back and reflect, it was positive for me. And I'm sure many of you can look back at it that way too. But 2020 was crazy. Maybe that's a better way to define it. It was absolutely nuts. And even besides all of the positives and the silver linings I can take out of it, I'm glad 2020 is over. And I'm glad that we are in a new year. We can look forward to putting our focus on some new things and trying to just move forward from what 2020 had brought us. You know, we we spent 2020 dealing with quarantine and lockdown from COVID and all of the craziness that came out of that. And And I don't know when that comes to an end. I'm sure that there is some bleed over, if you will, that comes out of everything that has happened in 2020 related to COVID that sort of just becomes a new way of life now going forward. And I'm not excited about that, but I am excited about the the hope that maybe we can come back to and get back to some renewed sense of what we know about life, like what we expect, what what we used to live, right? We can get back to some sort of semblance of normalcy. And so for those of you guys that are still working on the front lines in law enforcement and all the challenges you've had to deal with with COVID, but also just all of the the, the rioting and, and everything going on this year all over our country, which is so disappointing. And and I I am saying that not with any sort of political undertone to it, quite frankly, even though I have my opinions and I'm willing to share them when pressed, I think there's just far too much political speak going on right now. And and I don't want to add to that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm speaking to you here from my position as a human being and certainly from somebody who is former law enforcement, it, not, not with a political undertone. And, and regardless of which side of the aisle anybody is on, I think we can all agree that all of the rioting and protesting, quote unquote, that has been going on this last year and even into this year now, it's disappointing. And, and I really, I'm mournful about the loss of what I feel like our society and our country used to be in this country. And, and, and I wish we could figure out how to find common grounds again. It disappoints me that in the light of some of this rioting that has happened this last year, I, I've seen a lack of good leadership in law enforcement. And that saddens me. I mean, certainly I've seen some amazing, excellent leadership come through as well. But uh, I would be remiss to say that I haven't seen some poor leadership as well in leadership that has lacked support for the line level staff that are out there in the midst of all of this chaos and disorder and the things that they're dealing with and and what's encountered and the quick decisions that have to be made. You know, of course, we all make mistakes and mistakes are just going to happen, right? But there's just been far too much leadership throwing people under the bus and just stepping back and even and just being weak and and being unwilling to stand up and support what they know is right to those that they answer to, uh, you know, and, and obviously the, those circumstances differ from agency to agency. Uh, an elected sheriff doesn't answer quite the same as a, an appointed police chief does, you know, an appointed police chief has to answer to a city council and, and, uh, an elected sheriff has to answer to the people that elected him or her. Either way, I've, I've just seen some disappointing circumstances. And because of that, it's unfortunate that the result has been there's been a lot of really good cops that have seen their careers ended without warning, uh, sort of unexpectedly, and lives lost. And there have been, just in the midst of this poor leadership, I feel like a loss of, of good law enforcement. There's been a lot of good cops that have left law enforcement because they see what's going on and they're saying, I, I don't want any part of this. I am grateful to those of you that have held the line in spite of those things. And certainly I don't want to outwardly encourage that people should walk away because the thin blue line is really truly what creates the barrier between order and chaos. And we need the thin blue line in this country. I still believe that cops, the American cop is a symbol of freedom and good and you know what is right in our community and, and a symbol 
of ethics and morality. And so, again, I, I just thank you and encourage those of you that have, have stuck with it in spite of these challenges that you have faced this year. But it's sad to me to see so many cops walking away from the job that are good cops. And I can say from my own past experiences as a a leader in law enforcement, as an administrator who's responsible for finding, recruiting, and hiring good people, I can't imagine how you do that right now in, in the current environment, how you can find young men and women that are interested in pursuing this career in the midst of everything that's going on. Because if if I look back to where I was in my life over 15 years ago now, when I first decided I wanted to start getting into law enforcement, if I translated myself to this current time and the things that are going on, I'm not sure that I would have done it. If I'm being purely honest, I'm not, I'm not sure I would have done it. So, you know, we've seen all of those challenges. We've seen stock markets going crazy last year. Um, there's just been a, a lot a lot of challenges in 2020. So let's look forward to a better 2021. And like I said, we want to seek some clarity. What does 2021 look like? How do we go forward? I've been admittedly grateful that that I'm not in law enforcement anymore. And, I, and I'm sad to even hear myself say that because I once upon a time thought that this was a forever career for me. And I was mournful when I retired and left law enforcement. There was a part of me that was saddened and I still miss the job. Don't get me wrong. There, there are a lot of things I miss about it. I miss the brotherhood, the, the sisterhood, the camaraderie, the action. I miss all of those things. I miss the, the engagement with my community and the feeling like the, every day when I leave the, the house, I am doing something good. And, and I know that. And, and you guys should too. Um, so, I mean, I miss those things, but seeing everything going on, I'm really grateful um, right now that things worked out the way they did. In hindsight, it has been an amazing blessing to me that I now have my own business. I work from home. I get to spend lots of time with my kids. I don't have to worry about getting shot on my way to work. It's been It's been good for me. I'm grateful that in spite of what I thought I had planned, I also had a plan for what was going to happen when I was done with my law enforcement career. And I had the opportunity to create a plan for me to prosper post law enforcement. And so, you know, I think we all end up in this, this situation. And when we start in our law enforcement career, so those of you listening, whether you're relatively green right now in your law enforcement career, you're new, you're a boot, or you're a veteran. Um, who's been around for a long time and uh, you're kind of toward, you know, the middle or end stage of your uh, career, you're, you're all probably like I was when I first started in my law enforcement career. And you have focused all of your training, all of your skills, everything you do is focused towards achieving different goals and milestones in your law enforcement career. Everything is just your heart is poured into your law enforcement career, becoming a better cop and gaining better skill sets and looking towards opportunities. And so you're filled with energy and motivation for the job. And we all seek uh, the future. And what does that look like as we go forward in our law enforcement career? And we, we say to ourselves, as we're young, when we start, I'm going to feel this good forever. I'm always going to be, you know, my joints are never going to hurt. My back is never going to hurt. I'm always going to feel fit and ready to, to dive in and get into things. I'm going to always be able to get after it. And we start to lay out our career plan. You know, what, what sort of special assignments do we want to seek? What sort of promotions do we want to get after? And, you know, where do I see myself in 20, 30 years from now? when I'm toward the later stages of my career. And maybe you're looking to become an administrator, be a chief or, or be a sheriff or, you know, even, you know, be a lieutenant, or maybe you just want to find an assignment that uh, works for you, become a detective and uh, kind of make it to that milestone of I'm going to be here till I'm 55 or 60 and I've made my, my pension and I can cash out. Right. And so that's always our focus. We think, long term like that. We say, I'm never going anywhere. That's that's where I'm forever going to be. And I have to tell you, it doesn't always work out that way, guys. And I'm sure you guys know that. That's not something new. You know, I'm not sharing something with you here that you've never heard before. But 
sometimes the future just isn't what we plan on and things change. We get thrown curveballs. And, you know, I've got to share candidly with you. I'll share with you a little bit of my story, my background, and what happened and how I ended up leaving my law enforcement career and ended up being where I am today. Like I said, I spent 15 years in law enforcement. Absolutely loved it. I got to do a lot of really cool things. You know, I caught the bug for being in law enforcement when I was pretty young. I think I was only, I was only 20 years old. I decided to join a citizens academy and just kind of see what, what things were all about. And I remember the person that was leading the citizens academy saying, you know, you can, you can come do a ride along and you can volunteer. And so I did those things and I ended up just catching the bug. And and I started my law enforcement career with a, uh, a law enforcement agency in, in upstate New York, uh, outside of the uh, city of Rochester called the town of Greece. And eventually I, I decided to move to Colorado and I came out to Colorado and I got a job with the, the Weld County Sheriff's Office in Colorado and worked there for um, about eight years. And got to experience a lot of awesome things. And then I ended up coming out to the Yuma County Sheriff's Office in Colorado to try and be a little bit closer to my wife's family. And while out here, I became the undersheriff. You know, so throughout this this entire period of time, I got to do all kinds of things. I did work with a gang unit. I was deputized as a U.S. Marshal and got to work on the U.S. Marshal's uh, fugitive task force. I got to do some undercover narcotics work and I got to lead a really awesome group of men and women in the sheriff's office. And it, it was an amazing career. As things went, my sheriff was planning to run for reelection. And tentatively, you know, we hadn't really officially laid out this plan. We left room for, for things to change. But tentatively, the kind of general idea was he was going to run, do another four years. And then it was kind of up to me at that point, you know, maybe I would run uh, for sheriff. And I didn't really know at that time whether that was exactly what I wanted to do or whether I was going to move on to something different at that time. But otherwise, at the time, my plan had still kind of been, I'm going to be in my law enforcement career probably until I'm in my 50s or 60s, just like anyone else. And we went into this election year and Man, I, I got to say, and of course I'm biased, we did a, a bang up job. We did an incredible job with the team that we had in combating the crimes that we had in our community, being proactive, putting together some, some large scale cases and uh, indicting people in cooperation with the FBI and the U.S. Marshals and the DEA. We put together some amazing, incredible cases. And we got a lot of great recognition from the community, too, and support from the community. And so, admittedly, I got a little bit blindsided because we ended up having a contender in uh, the primary that was uh, running Republican to Republican. Long story short, because I- I'm not looking to take a position here that is... Uh, Uh, arguing one thing or the other against anybody. The past is the past. And ultimately, I believe that uh, some of our our people got complacent and thought that uh, the primary doesn't matter. Um, we don't, we don't need to show for, show up for that. And, uh, uh, we got uh, surprised when the primary was lost. And so in that though, I was grateful. Like I said, I had six months to plan and prepare and say, okay, what's my, what's my out strategy here? And as I did, so, you know, a little bit more of my background, I had a freelancing business on the side. I was building some websites and doing things like that for some people and friends. And web design was always something I kind of enjoyed. I started doing that back when I was a kid in high school. And I sort of put it aside, if you will, for most of my law enforcement career, but was reunited with it. And I reignited my passion with, with web design and my enjoyment of it as a hobby in my last few years as I started freelancing it. And so as I took stock of things after this upset that we had, I had to determine whether I wanted to continue with my law enforcement career or not. And I had some really amazing, amazing, incredible opportunities that were given to me to work with some phenomenal law enforcement agencies, both at the the county uh, level and um, even federal. And I ultimately made the decision that my, my family, my growing family was more important. And I wanted to be in a position to settle down and, and pick 
a spot to stay where we were close to my extended family and create some stability for, for my kids as they were growing. And I decided I was going to take my business, my web design business and go forward with it full time. The point to get out of that is, do you have a plan? Do you know what you're going to do when you get blindsided? Maybe you're not blindsided by an election. Maybe you're blindsided by an injury. Maybe you're blindsided by getting in an officer-involved shooting. Maybe you're blindsided by any number of things that ultimately make you decide that it's it's time for your career to in law enforcement to come to an end. Maybe you're just planning for the future and you know that you have something else in mind you want to do. Maybe you have a, a business idea in the back of your head and you already know that ultimately that's where you want to get to. There's so much uncertainty going into 2021, not just from a big picture point of view, but just in law enforcement specifically and what that looks like and how secure you are in your career in that. I mean, there are states like Colorado that are passing sweeping legislation that is going to change how law enforcement operates. And quite frankly, I'm uncomfortable with a lot of it. Colorado removed qualified immunity this year for law enforcement, which means now there's a whole nother context to being sued and your personal liability when doing your job and and doing what you believe in the heat of the moment is the right thing to do. And so with that uncertainty, there has to be an antidote. Okay. And what I want to encourage you for today is that you have the power to create a sense of certainty for yourself, your future and your family. You can come up with a plan. Okay. Your plan doesn't have to be bulletproof. You just have to have something in place, right? You just have to have an idea in place. What am I going to fall back on? Maybe you've been saving up some money. I would encourage you to do that if you haven't been already. Maybe you have a business plan. Again, it, it doesn't have to be rock solid. In fact, where I'm at today with my business looks nothing like what I had envisioned several years ago now. As I mentioned, when I told my background and a little bit more of my story there, I was just looking at, hey, I'm going to design websites. This is what I'm going to do, right? I have made so many mistakes and have had to pivot and make changes in my business over the last few years. In fact, I'm in the process right now of rebranding my company because I need to rectify and resolve mistakes that I made when I had less clarity than I do now. In fact, I'll direct you back to episode 13 with Bill Fogarty, where we talked about breaking down training silos. And in that episode, Bill had spouted off this list and we ended up calling it the seven foundational principles for starting your own business post law enforcement. And one of those things, number two was be fluid and be flexible. And that's exactly what I'm talking about right now. And my rebrand, I had to recognize that something wasn't working and I got to change it right? And that's part of being fluid and be flexible. So again, I want to encourage you that you need to have a plan in place. You need to have something written down, but don't expect it to be bulletproof. Don't expect it not to change. You need to be fluid and you need to be flexible. Of course, you know, making those mistakes, like I talked about, it's part of the process. Okay. It's just part of the process of being successful. You make mistakes, you learn from them and you come out better for it. It's like training a muscle, right? So when you go to the gym and you work out, you're lifting weights, you're actually creating small tears in your muscles. That's just part of what happens physiologically when you are lifting weights and exercising. But those small tears are what make the muscle bigger and what makes it stronger. And so you have to make mistakes. You have to have challenges and you have to be fluid and flexible because those challenges are going to make you better. They're going to make you stronger. They're going to make you wiser. They're going to help you make more intelligent decisions. I guess to kind of go forward here, I know that goals at the beginning of the year, setting goals uh, at the beginning of the year, New Year's resolutions, if you want to call them that, it's a bit cliche. Okay. I get that. But I feel like that's only the case if you're setting unrealistic goals that you know you have no intention of actually following through on. So this is like that goal that you set last year when you said, uh, this year, my 2020 resolution for New Year's is that I'm not going to eat donuts anymore. 
And then, you know, within just a few weeks of that, before the month of January was even out, you sat down and you ate like six donuts all at once. I, I know, I see you. Um, I, I know you did that. So <laughs> anyway, you don't have to set unrealistic expectations for yourself. Okay. Goal setting at the beginning of the year is about sitting down and actually saying, these are the things I can accomplish. So now I've set a number of goals for myself this year, both personally and professionally. And my number one goal this year professionally is to help more cops like you guys that are listening to the show, find a sense of stability and certainty about your future through entrepreneurship or as I like to call it, cop renewership. Okay. So I want to help you guys in your journey to become a cop renewer, to start your own business, be successful, create a lifestyle that you love, that you can look forward to either as a plan when you're done with your law enforcement career, set a goal and say, you know what, in five years, I'm planning on on retiring and I want to start this business. And this is the, the lifestyle I want to live. I want to be my own boss. I want to work from home. I want to set my own hours. I want to be able to have a business where I can work from anywhere and go sit on a beach or whatever that may be. Okay. I want to help you guys do that through the lessons that I have learned in the last couple of years, starting my own business. And now having a business where I'm actually coaching other people in doing that very exact thing. I have had my challenges that I would do different. Okay. And, and I want to help you avoid some of those pitfalls. I've also found a lot of things that are really, really successful at meeting that endeavor. So for those of you that have been faithful listeners of the show, you would know that, you know, I run a marketing and web design agency, as I gave you a little bit of background on a few minutes ago. So as a marketing strategist myself, because I've stepped away from the web design part of things largely, now I function mostly as a marketing strategist and a coach for my clients and helping them create a clear message for their company. And then I lay that out as a strategy for them to execute that will get their message out to the right audience. And so we do that by you know implementing that messaging across their website, their sales funnel, and then we give them the tools necessary to also apply that to all of their other marketing collateral. And so we have a small team, two web designers, a copywriter, a developer. And of course, I can't forget my wife, who is the CEO of the company. We specialize in working with companies who are serving the public safety and private security industries for obvious reasons. And what I want to do is take everything that I've done with other clients and help them succeed. And I want to focus that purely uh, and intentionally on helping you guys, helping cops that are either in the process of planning for a business post law enforcement, or maybe are already there and have started their business and are just wanting to grow that business and make it more successful. There's one thing that has been kind of interesting about this year or this, excuse me, this last year for me. And that's that the podcast brought out an audience that I had not anticipated. And I started receiving messages from you guys that were interested in starting your own businesses. As you, you heard the episodes and me interviewing people and talking about these successful businesses that are doing things that are innovative. And then you heard me talk a little bit about my background and what my business is and and coaching and helping clients with their marketing strategy. And so a lot of you have reached out to me and asked for advice and input. And some of you have actually become clients of mine in the process of this as we've uh, helped create successful strategies for you guys. And so that, that unintentional audience came out. And I thought, man, I need, I need to help more of these people. I mean, there are so many of you that just have incredible ideas that would make an amazing business and you're stuck for whatever reason. Many of you feel like you don't have what it takes. Uh, you don't know what the next step is. You're not sure if it's really that great of an idea. I mean, to me, it really doesn't matter what you're selling so to speak. My niche is working with cops, okay? Working with you guys to create a business. So you could be selling coffee uh, for all I care. Um, Shout out to Firefighter Coffee, by the way. Uh, (laughs) I know, not cops, but they make an awesome product. Firefighter Coffee is amazing. It's really good stuff. I don't know if any of you want to start a cop coffee. I'm not sure what that would taste like. 
my my experience with cop coffee, I worked in a jail for three years and uh, we had Folgers that sat on the burner all night long and it was the most disgusting thing ever. Gave me heartburn and uh, ruined me on Folgers for the rest of my life. So yeah, I don't know if cop coffee is as good a, an idea as firefighter coffee, but hey, if any of you guys are planning to do that, let me know. I'm interested to try it. But you know, we we get stuck in this rut as law enforcement officers. We get stuck in a rut thinking we can't do anything else but law enforcement. We don't know what else our skills translate to. Well, truthfully, law enforcement is the only career that I know of that expects you to be a subject matter expert in so many different areas. I mean, you have to be well-versed in so many different things in order to be a successful cop that you can translate that to literally anything. I mean, I get people that ask me all the time, well, how do you go from being a cop to being a business coach and a marketing strategist? And I tell them, well, you know, there's, there's a lot more about my law enforcement career than just putting bad guys in handcuffs and being well-trained on how to use a firearm and uh, defensive tactics. For me, a big part of it was being a persuasive writer. And, you know, that was about writing police reports. You know, I mean, that was an everyday thing that I had to do. Every time I wrote a police report, I had to persuade the district attorney to take my case and be willing to prosecute it. I have to persuade the defense attorney who's ultimately going to read the report as well that uh, it's not in their best interest or their client's best interest to take it to trial, right? I mean, it's all about persuasive writing. And for me, that was part of what I really enjoy um, about writing copy for for websites and and helping my customers with messaging and strategy. And, and to get a little bit nerdy with you here for a second, especially for those of you guys that may be trained in um, interview and interrogation specifically, I, I went through a course years ago on interview interrogation that talked about this idea of narrative transportation theory. And narrative transportation theory says that if you can use story to speak with someone in the interview room and allow them, empower them to use story, to tell their story, uh, there's something powerful about story and how our brains are wired that um, it just allows them to uh, remember details and events about what happened and be able to bring that stuff into light. And what really ended up capturing me and my journey to become a marketing strategist was when I discovered a story-based marketing platform that I now coach my clients on and am certified in that is also based in narrative transportation theory. And you guys have gotten tidbits of that through the marketing minute that I've done. That's part of an example of, of what was in my law enforcement career that ended up translating to what I'm doing now. So don't box yourself in. Don't feel like you've got to sell yourself short. You, you guys have an incredible background that doesn't just have to translate to being some sort of a coach or uh, starting a private security company after law enforcement. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? There's lots of cops that do that and are immensely successful, and we need those people. Uh, some of them are my best friends and, and even clients, and I'm not poo-pooing that by any means. But those of you that that's not your thing, don't be discouraged thinking, well, I, I don't want to start a private security business. I don't want to be a coach or a trainer. So what's there for me after I'm done with my law enforcement career? It could be literally anything. The opportunities are endless. The truth is my journey post-law enforcement has been an immense blessing to me. I am more successful financially now than I ever was in law enforcement, I think ever would have been. It has been a huge, huge blessing for me financially, but also just the the time that I get to spend with my kids because I work for myself now and I work from home has been amazing. So again, I want to stress with you guys here what I want to share, my heart for how I want to help you guys. This isn't just for those of you that need to create a plan or, and don't know what you want to do and need to have an exit plan post law enforcement, but it's also for those of you right now that maybe you're still working in law enforcement, you've already started a business and you want to know how to grow that business to the point where you can 
leave your law enforcement career and go into your business full time. Or maybe it's for those of you that have already left law enforcement and already working on doing something different full time. And you want to know to help how to help grow that as well. So I really want, I want to help you guys. That is my, my heart's desire in helping you seek clarity for 2021 and what it looks like for you to be successful. So maybe this is all resonating with you. And as I speak about my thoughts and my challenges, my experiences, you have your own ideas that are just festering and growing in your head right now. And your ideas for starting a business are taking shape and you're getting excited about the idea and what that might look like in the future for you. Well, I want to tell you, I'm working on something really awesome and I want you to head over to leo2ceo.com. So that's leo2ceo.com. And it doesn't matter whether you type in the number two or spell out the word two, they'll go to the same place, leo2ceo.com. Okay. And what I am going to do there, this is going to be a platform I am going to create specifically for you guys. Right now you're going to go there. You're going to see kind of a coming soon page, but I am going to grow this, this website. Um, in this platform to be a place where you guys can go. You're going to find resources there to help you generate ideas, create a business plan, uh, create a marketing plan, and build a website, create a sales funnel. I want to give you guys resources there. It's going to be huge. I have tremendous plans. It's going to take a little time to get there. And I want you guys to take that journey with me. Ultimately, I want this to be a place for you guys, for cops that want to have a successful business of their own. And eventually we're going to, I'm going to put together some free webinars, probably during the first quarter of this year. I want to do some free webinars for you guys to engage in where I can give you guys some of my, my best ideas, give you guys some tools and resources, and then eventually kind of work towards some other things. So I want you to go over to leo2ceo.com and I want you to sign up there to receive notifications when the site is officially live. So you'll see that at the very top of the page. You can sign up to receive a notification as uh, we meet milestones in making that site live and bringing new content to you. The next thing down there you'll see uh, right below that is a place to send me a message. I want you to send me a message and tell me what is your idea? What are you planning to do? Or maybe what are you already working on? And what problems are you facing? What are you struggling with as you try to create or grow this business idea? I want you to tell me those things there because not only do I want to immediately reach out back to you and and help you and give you some tangible next steps to help you in that journey and, and see some success, but I also want to use the struggles that you're facing, the problems and challenges that you are having as a way of shaping what Leo to CEO ends up looking like and how I can help the masses of you. Because if you're struggling with it, chances are, so are others. So please head over there again. The website is leo2ceo.com. And again, I want to encourage you, don't sell yourself short. You have the skills, you have the, the wit, the integrity, the ability to be a successful copreneur. And I want to encourage you to do that. You can create a lifestyle that you love. You don't have to forever live a lifestyle where you are on call at the whim of whatever you're told to do and when you're told to work. I know it's it's an amazing career. I'm not trying to poo-poo it, but you will reach a point where you start to grow weary of it. Okay. And I hope that you grow weary of it after you have already put in your full career. Um, but you will start to grow weary of that. And, uh, you know, there's always, like I said, that unexpected. So I want to help you after that weariness comes or after the unexpected happens that you can create a lifestyle you love where you can work where you want to. You can create a business that generates passive revenue for yourself and allows you to do something amazing and incredible for the future of your financial stability and your family. And don't risk being unprepared when the unknown happens. So right now, I want to take a break. Um, We're going to do, as we have been, a quick episode of the Marketing Minute. And then we're going to come back and I want to uh, take a little bit of time to ask you to give me some clarity for 2021. It's 
time for chapter five of the Marketing Minute, tips to help you start your own business post-law enforcement or grow your existing business. We are continuing in our series today, the seven critical elements of an effective story-based marketing strategy. If you've been following along up to this point, you've just given your customer a simple, actionable plan to achieve the success they desire. But what do they do? That's right, nothing. Why is that? Remember, in chapter one and chapter three, I told you that the hero is actually the weakest character in the story. And even though you've given them this easy to execute plan that will surely result in their success, they won't do it unless you ask them to. This is what we refer to as the call to action or CTA. You have to actually tell them to execute the plan which you have laid out for them. To not give your customers a call to action is like expecting your girlfriend to marry you when you've never proposed. Your call to action needs to be clear, concise, and straight to the point. Weak calls to action just leave your customer confused about what will actually happen when they click the button on your website and make you look uncertain that what you have to offer is actually the solution to their problem. Think about it. If you got down on your knee and said to your girlfriend, get started or learn more, do you think she'll say yes or just look at you like you're an idiot? Make it clear what you want your customer to do. The ones that are ready will do it. The ones that are not won't. That's exactly what you want. That's it for today's Marketing Minute. You can check out every chapter by going to psi.chat forward slash marketing minute. Now let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back. I know this, in some ways, this seems kind of soon for me. I mean, we're, we're 17 episodes in now, and I'm already kind of asking you for some feedback and clarity on where things go from here. Um, it's very early. I'm still figuring out things on my own as well here as, as a new podcaster. But hey, you know what? It's the beginning of the new year, and it's a good time to take stock in things. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast itself, how things have been going, what we've been doing on the podcast, and and what I have in store for 2021. So I guess the first thing to talk about here is the format and purpose of the show. So when I set out to create this podcast, my intention was really to shed light on the innovative ideas that are being employed in law enforcement and private security and the personal protection industries. I feel like we've stuck to that. We've d- I've done a good job of doing that and having guests on specifically speaking into those things and being innovative, things that are outside of the box. Because when I was an administrator myself, I always looked for those innovative solutions. I mean, tradition is great and and we are steeped in tradition and law enforcement especially, but I want to encourage you guys to be innovative. The other idea that I had set out for my original intention was that this podcast would be a weekly podcast. Every Monday, there would be a, a new podcast. And I have to admit that as I've gone along, I haven't always stuck with that. I mean, there's been some challenges here and there that have caused me to skip a week or two here and there. And I've just kind of learned to be okay with that. And so I kind of wonder what you guys are thinking about that though. When I, when I miss a week, what are your thoughts? Or maybe you don't notice that at all, but you know, there was this immense pressure I put on myself initially that I had to, I had to be there every week. Or if I missed a week, uh, nobody was going to pay attention anymore. And I sort of just started to learn that, you know what, if I had an episode to share this week, then I would share it. And if not, then, you know, I would wait another week. And sometimes I just need to take a little bit of time and and gather my thoughts like I had to do for, for this episode. You know, I also initially set out that my episodes were probably going to be somewhere from a half hour to an hour long. And I feel like that's worked out pretty well, but I want to hear from you guys on what your thoughts are. You know, is an hour too long? Is is a half hour too short? These episodes have been audio only. And you know, I don't I don't capture video, put the video on YouTube. I've just put audio versions on YouTube. I know a lot of podcasts are doing video, but most of them are recording via Zoom to do that. And I feel like their audio quality is just lousy. 
Um, you end up having your guest cu- cutting in and out if they have a bad internet connection and that sort of thing. So I've stuck with audio only, but I'm curious to know, do you guys like that? Are you good with just audio or is there really a demand for people to have video and be able to see me and my guest talk? So those are just some thoughts on the format um, that I'd like to to hear from you guys on. But here, I want to share with you what I have in store for 2021 and get some feedback from you on that as well. So I've kind of noticed this in the last 16 episodes, my balance between the law enforcement, private security, and personal protection pieces of things have been kind of unbalanced. Obviously, most of my episodes have been focused on law enforcement. Um, we've done a couple of little things here on private security, and, and we had one episode from Pitbull Tactical that kind of fell under the personal protection category. But I want to hear from you guys. Is there really any point? I don't know. It's Podcasting is a weird thing, okay? Because it's very one-sided. I'm sitting here talking to a microphone and having a conversation with myself or having a conversation with another guest. And I don't really hear from the audience very often. I mean, I've heard, I've heard from a couple of you, um, but I don't, I don't hear from the audience very often. So I don't know if anybody that's private security oriented or personal protection oriented is really listening to this Um, personal protection. My idea there was like off duty. Uh, You know, how do you uh, set up to defend yourself off duty? What type of gear do you need? Um, What are some innovative training concepts that relate to off duty? So I want to hear from you guys. Is the private security and personal protection piece something that you're still interested in? Or do we really just, is this show really just about law enforcement? And if it is, that's okay. You know, let's, let's just get after it and call it that. This is a solo episode. This is the first one of these I've really done. And I'm curious to know, do you guys like this? Do you want to hear more solo episodes? What do you think about that? All right. So here's, I want to share a couple of things that I've got coming up. And this sort of answers to that piece of things being sort of balanced or unbalanced, right? One of the very next episodes is going to be a private security company. It's going to be a continuation of our drone series. They're going to talk about how they are using drones in private security and specifically how they have used the line of sight waiver to be able to deploy drones in some pretty unorthodox ways for a private security company. And so I'm really excited about that. I think that drone series, it was very unintentional, but it kind of just happened. And I think it's been an awesome thing. And I want to continue doing that because those drone episodes seem to be some of the most popular ones. And so uh, we're going to continue with that. Something else I've got coming up that I'm really, really excited about. We are going to actually be doing a series on mental health and wellness. I know that sounds boring, but I just trust me. The guest that I have that is going to be coming on to do this series is phenomenal. And you are not going to be bored. It is going to be fun. It is going to be engaging. You are going to laugh. Um, it's going to be awesome. And so I'm really, really excited about that. And so I want to hear feedback on, do you want more of that kind of thing? Another thing I want to ask for some feedback on, and that's the marketing minute. We've been doing this marketing minute now uh, for the last four or five episodes. And I did that really in response to you guys, because I had so many of you reaching out to me saying that you were copreneurs and you wanted to get some advice on starting or growing your own business. So I want to know, do you guys like that? Are, are you engaged with it? Do you Do you want to keep going with that? Or do you have some other ideas? And then to continue going down this road of, of the copreneur, I thought about in conjunction with Leo to CEO, which we talked about at the first half of this show, I thought about this idea of actually creating a secondary podcast. And that secondary podcast would be solely focused on copreneurship and helping you guys grow and start your own businesses and getting more in-depth at sharing some of the secrets and tips that I've learned on marketing and, and how to help you grow your business, giving you some some real actionable tips each week, or maybe it's bi-weekly or monthly. But I was thinking of making that a private podcast. And so that would be like a paid podcast that you would go to and pay maybe somewhere from five to, I don't know, $30 a month. And it would be very focused and tailored content to you guys and and uh, starting your own businesses. So I'm curious to know, is that something you guys are interested in? Uh, what sort of things would you like to cover in that? And you know what, just in general, 
What else am I missing, guys? What do you think the future of the Public Safety Innovators podcast looks like? What else could I be doing on the show that would make it more engaging, that would help grow the audience? Maybe you've got some ideas for guests that you would like to share with me. Maybe that's even you. So I'd like to ask you, please, to give me some feedback on these things. And you can do that by going to psi.chat forward slash feedback. I've set up a short questionnaire survey, whatever you want to call it there, that you can fill out that would just be a response to some of these questions I just asked now. And I I really want to ask for your engagement um, and help me shape the future of what this podcast looks like and give me some clarity for 2021. Your support just means so much to me. Those of you that have reached out to me already, I'm immensely grateful. Those of you that listen to every episode, I I can't even tell you enough how much I appreciate it. Please share the podcast with your friends. Leave me a review if you haven't done so already. I've made that easy for you too. You can just go to psi.chat forward slash review, and you can leave a review there. I really appreciate you guys and I'll shut off the talking head now and uh, maybe we'll do another one of these. Maybe we won't. I'll see what you guys have to say. All right. Thanks again. And I'm out. Oh, and happy 2021. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode of Public Safety Innovators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show please head over to my website at publicsafetyinnovatorspodcast.com or simply psi.chat where you can check out episode notes and other episodes from the show. While you're there, you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or really anywhere else that you prefer to listen to podcasts. I would greatly appreciate if you could help other people find the show by leaving a review wherever it is that you prefer to listen to the show. I'd love to hear from you if you have feedback about the show, a suggestion on a guest, or maybe you're a public safety innovator yourself and would like to be a guest on the show. Please head over to my contact page on the website and you can submit that information there or just email me at adam at psi.chat. All right, I'll catch you on the next episode.